Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Eyes on the Right podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and this is the podcast that uncovers all of the things purposely hidden in plain sight by the secret societies, the occultists, Hollywood, and the mystery religions of old, then ties them back to scripture to understand the real truth behind them. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you all are having a good day. And I'm really looking forward to talking about our topic today. Um, We're going to be discussing Marilyn Monroe and some of the obsession that not only entertainment and media have, but celebrities. Celebrities seem to be obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. And so we're going to peel that back. I'm going to tie it into the world system and social media and what this means in the... um, arena of mind control and how this plays out and how you can spot it as you're looking um, at social media and um, you can kind of decode some of these things for yourself. So what kind of spurred me on to this um, recently, because I've, I've researched this for quite some time and, you know, to me, it's kind of like old news, right? Like I see it and I'm like, oh, Marilyn Monroe programming again, you know, <laughs> but why I wanted to do this podcast was really to give more education behind some of the stuff that I've researched for many years. And also the posts that I put on Instagram. Um, if you guys aren't following me, I'm on Instagram eyes on the right 4.0. So there's only so much you can do on Instagram, right? And my hope here is to educate you guys. So then you can take this and kind of move forward, talk about it, share it, um, have a better understanding of what our world is all about. And hopefully kind of pull these celebrities off the pedestal. Um, You know, we were never meant to idolize celebrities and to have idols above God. And so once we see how broken and fractured our society is, hopefully it will wake people up and help them to better understand that there is a loving God that wants more for us. So how I started in on the Marilyn Monroe recently was I stumbled across an image on Instagram of Dylan Mulvaney. And I wanted to start here since it is this Pride Month and there's so much going on. There's been such an influx of just all of this um, transgenderism and um, androgyny that's being pushed across into all of our corporations, organizations, you know, everywhere we go, we see this in our face. Of recent, it's been um, Target, right? Everybody's seen that. And so, but Dylan Mulvaney, in my opinion, has really been this kind of face of 2023. We saw Caitlyn Jenner, we saw that whole transition go on there. But now we're seeing Dylan Mulvaney literally everywhere. And I really feel like there's a lot more to this story than just this random kid that popped up you know, transitioned to a female and now is just plastered everywhere across our media. So who is Dylan Mulvaney? Well, I'm not going to jump too much into this because I don't think it's really worth our time to pull back all of this on Dylan, but he came from an affluent family. Um, I think this is really important in understanding this because many of these people that become famous, they either are bloodline families or They are propped and positioned because of other connections that they may have in the system. And now when I say the system, I mean the Illuminati system whose tentacles reach out all across the world. You've got this multi-layered 
um, system that pushes forth agendas into society. And so you've got mind control on a mass macro level and you have it on a micro level. You and I on some levels are um, victims of mind control. And so we're not going to get into the the depths of that today. Maybe I'll save that for a future episode. But um, just talking about Dylan, I mean, he came from an affluent family, like I said. He started transitioning in 21, but his grandfather was a lawyer and an investment baker, and he was the president of the old San Diego Padres. So right there, you've got people propped up in positions of influence and affluence. And so that is a red flag to me that, hey, there probably is something more more going on here. Now let's move to his father, James. Dylan's father, James Mulvaney, was the president of the U.S. Bank. And this is interesting because his dad worked for the Westgate Corporation, who was linked to and was a supporter of Richard Nixon. Okay, so now you're moving into presidential ties, right? And financial banking system um, ties, which is huge. I mean, who runs the world, right? The banking systems. The banking systems go all the way back to the Knights Templar, the secret societies of old. Okay, stay with me. So James Mulvaney was a president of the U.S. Bank when it collapsed, and this was considered one of the biggest collapses in its time. So right there, you see some red flags from his grandfather, from his father, and something really weird. I I don't really understand this, but I feel like there's something there that I can't quite put my finger on. But the father is a philanthropist. And how many of us know who are some philanthropists in the world? The major so-called philanthropist is Bill Gates, right? We've got Bill Gates who says he's a philanthropist. And we've also got people like Stephen King that calls himself a philanthropist and many others. I'm sure you guys are thinking of a few in your head right now. And so we know that philanthropy is really a front for um, more ominous acts behind the scene. And if you don't know that, I would encourage you guys to research some of these so-called philanthropists. There's a lot of philanthropy and charities that are guised under this idea of doing good works and yet behind them are more nefarious operations. And typically, these um, philanthropies are tied to children. They're tied to children's organizations, um, orphanages, and, you know, what I'd like to say is is most likely trafficking. Uh, There's so many ties to that. And I, I encourage you guys to look into that and really be careful with the philanthropies and charities that you are connected with and you donate to. Because This is why I love, you know, looking at the symbolism because so many of these huge companies have this symbolism that permeates through, you know, their websites and their um, social media, et cetera. And while that is not the end, end all to be all that we shouldn't single that out as the only thing that constitutes somebody being good or bad, right? We've got to look at, look at it in its entirety it is still a part of the puzzle that I think that we need to look at and be aware of, especially if these philanthropies are are huge, okay? So just something to consider and to be mindful of. But James Mulvaney is known as this philanthropist who loves to bake. He loves to hand out cookies. And in fact, he's called the cookie man. And I just find this odd. I don't know. There's something that just kind of pricks me in my spirit that says 
there's something weird here. So take that for what you want. Um, oftentimes, you know, we get kind of odd feelings about things we read or things we see and, you know, we just don't quite know what to do with that. So you kind of hold loosely to that. You're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and just allow him to kind of unveil some of this stuff for you as you move along um, in some of these facets of society. So let's jump into Marilyn Monroe. So recently, Dylan Mulvaney has dyed his hair blonde and he was posing with um, diamonds on and he had purposely showed his um, Chanel earrings and the Chanel symbol is the Vesica Pisces and that's another form of symbolism. Chanel is a, um, the creator of Chanel is definitely a suspect androgyne and Chanel is also representative of 33 because the double C's are three in numerology. And so you've got the 33 there, which is identified with Freemasonry. And it's really what I like to say, their signature, right? 33 is the signature of the Freemasons. And so again, another podcast, I definitely will have to get into that um, at another time. But back to Dylan. So he's in this, in these diamonds, he's dyed his hair blonde and something suddenly is like, okay, here we go. Marilyn Monroe programming. So what do I mean by Marilyn Monroe programming? Well, Marilyn Monroe has had a tragic life. She is no longer with us, obviously, but she was really a tragedy. And yet you see so many celebrities obsessed with Marilyn, obsessed with her. And they will you know, be in articles, they will say quotes like, I channeled Marilyn Monroe. Recently, we saw Kim Kardashian force herself into Marilyn Monroe's old dress. And she took a lock of her hair, I believe, one article said. And it's all about this idea of channeling. And this channeling and this mind control programming, when they dye their hair blonde, it's indicative of a change. And so I think this is really important to start here because Um, Mind control programming, when it came over to the U.S. under Project Paperclip, there were tons of experiments done um, on unsuspecting um, American citizens. And this mind control programming was done through torture and drugs, alcohol, lights, sound, all sorts of heinous things under the guise of experimentation. And one of these Um, outcomes of mind control was a split personality. And so in these splits, um, what the government found was that they can control people. And so with triggers that they embedded in these alter personalities, they could then almost make these people like robots and do what they want to do. Now, some of this stuff that they did was horrible. I mean, it, it's, in my opinion, directly correlated with satanic ritual abuse. It's, it's, it's horrible. And if they can get these people um, mind controlled when they're young, when their brain is still forming and they're still developing their milestone, uh, developmental milestones, then they can formulate a, a deeper uh, split, if you will, a deeper trauma. Now with the Marilyn Monroe programming, this is she was one of the first what they call presidential models. And what tipped me off right away with Dylan was the diamonds. And you know her song, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, right? And so this diamond is a stone that is representative of a presidential model. Now, here's the connections between Dylan and Marilyn. Marilyn was a presidential model for JFK, right? And Dylan has direct ties to Joe Biden. 
Now, what that means with Joe Biden and Dylan, I do not know, and nor do I want to know, because we all have seen Joe Biden and what goes on with him. So one can only imagine what's going on there. But there's several factors that that play into this Marilyn Monroe programming, and I'm going to jump into those right now. So like I said, Marilyn was um, considered one of the first presidential model uh, mind control victims. She was used to deliver messages and was essentially a beta kitten. So this beta kitten or beta kitty was this sex controlled sex slave mind control victim. And so what would happen without going into too much depth is there were sex alters put into these different personalities and um, those sex alters would then do whatever the handler or the person the handler, you know, put them with, um, they would do whatever the person wanted. And essentially, for lack of another word, it was like a sex slave. But these people who were fractured, um, like Marilyn Monroe, in my opinion, and from research that I've done, they would typically have no memory of what they did. And this is that amnesic barrier that Kathy O'Brien talks a lot about, another SRA mind control survivor. And so they would deliver messages. Sometimes they would go and do certain sex acts or do favors or be, or, or what they would do is they would, um, institute blackmail. So if they wanted to blackmail a political leader or somebody in a governmental running, you know, maybe a potential candidate, they would send someone like a Marilyn Monroe to these person, to this person, and they would essentially lure this this potential candidate into a compromising position, have it on tape, and thus they would be blackmailed. Okay. So there's many different reasons why they would use somebody like a Marilyn Monroe for mind control. Now it goes much deeper. I want to touch on a couple more things with you guys to give you a better idea of what's going on. And so this monarch is the butterfly. And this is why you see butterflies often on some of these, um, younger stars coming up, you know, you see a lot of butterfly tattoos, butterfly imagery, and this all ties back to the monarch programming. So these monarch slaves, these high level monarch slaves, okay, these aren't just your average everyday um, people. These are like high level monarch slaves like Marilyn Monroe. They identified with gems and stones to tell everybody else in the know what their status was. Okay. So presidential models were identified with diamonds. And like I said, when I saw Dylan Mulvaney, it triggered something in me, (laughs) no pun intended, right? Because triggers are what's used for these monarch slaves, but it triggered something in me to say, oh, okay, there's something more going on here. And you've got other gems that represent different statuses. So um, it's been said that emeralds mean drugs. So We saw Beyonce wearing the emeralds at Obama's um, inauguration. We see rubies. Rubies can mean prostitution and, um, you know, so on and so forth. So many people believe that Marilyn Monroe, who ironically enough had access to Laurel Canyon, where there was this uh, military base there that um, they were filming movies and all sorts of stuff. Well, she had this high military access card to this place in Laurel Canyon, Lookout Point, it was called. And um, so she, you could tell there was something more going on her, with her on the governmental level, on the three letter agency level, than just her being an actress. And 
Marilyn Monroe pushed forward the, um, you know, breaking the barriers of sexuality and promiscuity by the way she dressed and acted. And um, when her programming was done, when it lost its effect, because that's what happens is programming that they institute in these people, they're, they're, they start to break down. Their minds can't handle it. And when that happens and it breaks down, it's what, what they deem as being thrown off the freedom train. And many researchers like uh, Fritz Springmeier and others have identified this term thrown off the freedom train as a term for designating slaves that are killed when they're not useful anymore and potentially dangerous. Now, potentially dangerous, meaning they're going to spill, you know, the beans on what's going on in these secret societies and the Illuminati in the system. So let's talk about a few celebrities that tie into um, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, literally, if you guys looked at any celebrity, any female celebrity, prior to Dylan Mulvaney. (laughs) But if you looked at any celebrity prior to Dylan, um, they would either be obsessed with Marilyn. They had, they'd done photo shoots as Marilyn. They've played Marilyn Monroe in the movies. I mean, you could literally go down the list of people, Kim Kardashian, Lindsay Lohan, Miley Cyrus, Cindy Crawford, um, Kylie Jenner, Uh, The list goes on and on, Anna Nicole Smith. But one of the ones that really stuck out to me was Britney Spears. And we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here with Britney as we wrap this up. But Britney really was probably one of the one people that that really liked Marilyn. I mean, she you have this picture of her in the bathtub with the diamonds over her one eye. Um, Many of you guys have seen that picture. And again, it's this tying into this presidential model. Um, So many pictures of her when she was young that looks just like Marilyn. And there's so many similarities too. Um, Brittany channels, in quote, channels Marilyn a lot with her platinum blonde look and in many, many photo shoots over over the course of the years. But Apparently, Brittany had this really weird obsession. She would literally visit her grave. Um, in fact, she could almost say in years past that she was obsessed with the grave and obsessed with Marilyn and would visit there often. And now this was years ago, mind you, because we don't really know what's going on with Brittany these days. I mean, is it really even her? I posted a video on my Instagram page and you could totally see where, you know, it was a filter being used. It was somebody else portraying Brittany dancing on her Instagram page and it wasn't her. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. But you know, the tie ins with Brittany and Marilyn, um, they don't stop it with just the looks. Uh, In fact, many of us that have been following Brittany for a long time, like myself, you know, she would go to many different therapists talking about Marilyn right now. Marilyn would see many different therapists and doctors over the years, psychiatrists, psychologists, and um, I do believe that many of these psychologists were, in fact, um, handling her. Um, There's lots of ties to this kind of um, mind control being used in, um, you know, like hypnotherapy, um, hypnosis, etc. Those things are used. Um, Medications are often used, like I said, and alcohol. And so you see all these common factors. We've also seen over the years with Brittany to tie her in that she even was tied to tons of therapists, tons of doctors, even in her own words, if it was her, but she's been saying, you know, I'm always at the doc, like I can't even go to the doctor alone. Like I'm under 
under medication. I mean, this has been a common theme with Brittany her whole life. And so as we kind of wrap up with Marilyn, I hope this gives you guys a better understanding about what's going on in Hollywood, why they do what they do. Um, I always like to end with hope and encouragement. I mean, you guys, all of us on some level are fractured. All of us have been mind controlled on a micro level. Like I said, um, I work with a lot of clients that have almost developed um, fractures, if you will, to cope with certain situations in their life. And so as I've been counseling and working with people, I've realized that you and I have fractures of our own. And so I encourage you guys, if you are struggling, if you need help, you know, reach out. Um, I provide counseling online. My website's in the link, but Jesus can heal the fractures of our mind. And the Bible tells us we need to renew our mind in Christ. And as we do this, our mind becomes whole again, the way it has, it was always intended to be. And oftentimes in our lives, um, if you've gone through traumatic events in your life, especially as a child, I mean, and it doesn't have to be huge, horrible things like molestation or rape or abuse. I mean, it could be small things that are big things to you. And we develop ways to cope. And if those ways that we cope do not align with God's word, then it keeps us in a bondage of sorts. And so if you need to talk to someone, if you feel like you have fractures in your life that aren't allowing you to heal completely, reach out. I'm here. Um, I hope you guys find encouragement. I hope you find hope in this and um, I'll see you guys next time.